Amen. 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 We're going to talk about a pretty familiar uh, piece of scripture this morning. One you're all familiar with. Most of you, I don't don't believe, are baby Christians, so you know this. But sometimes you need to be reminded of just who you are. So we're going to call this brand spanking new. And it comes from 2 Corinthians 5.17. It's therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Which is why I called it brand spanking new. And it's like I'm thinking about that title. It was things that we said when I was a kid. Where I got a brand spanking new car. We got a brand, and I couldn't figure out where spanking came from. I couldn't remember, but it came to me. I looked it up. I talked to some people. It's when a, a baby was born, and the doctor would hold it up by its feet and spank it. It was brand spanking new. I don't know if they do that anymore, but when I was a kid, and, and kids were getting born around my time, my daughter was born that way. The doctor, boom. You know, brand spanking new. So that's what we are, brand spanking new. You know, this morning, uh, I was drinking coffee. I was listening to a preacher, and I don't usually listen to preachers, and especially on Sunday morning. Uh, they tend to mess with my head. Uh, but he, he went over 10 questions, and I just remember two of them that he asked the congregation. And he said, how many sins did you commit yesterday? Hmm. And apparently in the crowd, people started to raise their hand and, and shout out. He goes, no, 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 keep it to yourself. <laughs> we don't need to know that. But how many sins did you commit yesterday? And then the question after that was, how many righteous acts did you perform yesterday? And he used as an example, and I think he really took advantage of this whole situation because he had talked about driving 500 miles to get to where he was preaching. And he said, I drove on the highway. He said, I had truckers that were passing each other, and he says, when two 18-wheelers try to pass, he said, you really can't go anywhere. He said, but I didn't cuss them out. He said, I just kept going. So he said, it was a 500-mile trip. I kept my peace. I kept my focus on Jesus. He said, so I did at least 500 righteous acts right there. He gave himself one righteous act for every mile he drove. <laughs> So I don't know, but th those are the things. How many sins do we commit in a day? How many righteous acts do we do in a day? It's a question you should ponder. It's a question you should ask yourself every day. But our scripture is, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Like I said, the scripture is things that you know You've heard it, 
but I think it loses its flavor. As we get along in our years with Christ, we tend to forget the little things. We tend to forget that we are a new creation, Amen. that we are brand new. So the scripture says, therefore, and therefore means as a result of, or because of that, or for that reason. So for that reason, if anyone is in Christ, you are all children of God through faith. For you have all been baptized into Christ. You have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither a Jew nor a Gentile, a slave or free, male or female, for you are all one with Christ Jesus. He has no, if you're baptized into Jesus, if you're part of that, it doesn't matter. Those things don't matter. Mm -hmm. You that believe you have a new identity in Jesus Christ, you are baptized into Jesus. You are identified with Christ. You have left your old sinful ways and are living a life to embrace Jesus Christ. This is the whole thing. This is what it's all about. Mark 8.34, Jesus said, He who called people to himself and his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And that's a hard thing for a lot of us is to deny ourselves because we have all these worldly things that we enjoy doing. We have all these vices and things that were in our sinful natures and to drop off some of those sometimes is very difficult. 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, for by one spirit we are baptized into one body. And again he mentions, Paul mentions, neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free. We are all baptized into one spirit, the spirit of God. Amen. And then it says he is a new creation. That means you're not remanufactured. You haven't been rebuilt. You haven't been reconditioned. You haven't been recycled. He hasn't just patched you up and, and sent you out. He's made you brand new. Brand new. The old things have passed away. For you died, your life is hidden in Christ. Now if your life is hidden in Christ, that means that you are inside Christ. If you're hidden in Christ, you are inside of him. He, you, he has embraced all of you. You are in him. You are one with Christ. This is what a new creation is. Ephesians 4.22 says that you put off your concerning your former conducts Put off the old man which goes corrupt and deceitful lust. First Peter tells us that as obedient children not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance. 
Not knowing Jesus, according to Peter, meant you were ignorant. And then it says, behold, look, observe, all things became new. We see that in Revelation 21.5. And he that sat on the throne said, Behold, I will make all things new. And he said to me, Write these words, for they are true and faithful. He restores lost time. He bestows new identities. He creates new life. He offers renewed mercy to his own each day. He promises good plans for his people, plans that include a hopeful future. That means the old stuff that used to define us, sin, brokenness, failure, is taken away. And now we're defined by grace, forgiveness, salvation. We are no longer bound by sin. We have become new creations. We're able to please God and live in his ways. Paul summed it up in Galatians 2.20 when he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. To be in Christ means we've accepted his sacrifice. We've accepted the payment that he has made for us. Amen. We have accepted that. We have said, yes, Lord, I, I accept that payment. And now I have to live for you. Now, I'm going to go into Luke 24. It's the story of the day that they realized Jesus had been resurrected. And it says, now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. But when they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, then they went in and they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men, stood by them in shining garments. And then, as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful man. And he must be crucified and on the third day rise again. So here we have the resurrection story. On a Thursday night, more than 2,000 years ago, Jesus of Nazareth was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, just outside the eastern walls of Jerusalem. And he was praying. And what were his disciples doing? Sleeping. 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 The guards came and took him down via Dorosia to Gothia or Gilgothia, where his sweat drops of crimson blood as the sins of the world were placed on him. 
In agony, he looked up to God the Father and said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Oh, we have such a hard time with that, don't we? Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Your will be done. There came a time in your life when you will go through great trials. When the will of God for your life and your will for your life are going to cross paths. Maybe some of you have already experienced that. Maybe you've experienced it more than once. We've had to make a decision. Do I follow what God asked me to do? Or do I do what I want to do and go on my merry way? Depends on where you want to spend eternity, I guess. God has callings on a lot of your lives. Have you bothered to answer that call? You're just going my merry way. Are you going to have to say to these exact words to achieve destiny that God has in store for you? Jesus' destiny was the cross. What's your destiny in Christ? Who are you in Christ Jesus? He was the Lamb of God, slain from the foundations of the world. Christ had not gone to the cross. If Christ had not gone to the cross, he would have been a failure. And there would be no redemption for any of us. But Rome, Rome could not convict him. The cross could not conquer him. The grave could not contain him. And Satan could not defeat him. And because of the resurrection, we are brand new. We are brand spanking new. We are victorious, not victims. You are not victims. Those of you that like to play the victim card, get rid of it. Throw it away. You are more than victorious. You are conquerors. Amen. Amen. You are conquerors. You can overcome the world. So therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It's a new body. It's never going to die again. It's never going to die again. When God makes all things new, he will make us spiritually and morally as pure and flawless as crystal. Now, it may be a while before we see all that, but this is the work that God has. He will give us a body like the body of his glory. He will renovate all creation to take all fertility and evil pain out of it. And finally, he will make himself come to us and let us see his face. Oh, what a day that'll be, huh? When we get to see the face of Jesus, when we get to see the Lord. And so forever and ever, we will live with pure hearts, glorious bodies on the new earth in the presence and the glory of our Heavenly Father. That's in eternity when the new Jerusalem after the rapture, the new Jerusalem comes. 
but Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It's a promise. Something greater is coming for all of us. Something greater is coming in our relationship with Christ. Amen. You know, Keith Green wrote this song and said, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore me unto the joy of thy salvation and renew a right spirit in me. You're a new creation with a new spirit. You know, all things have passed away. You can't change one thing that happened yesterday. Even if you upset somebody and they're mad at you and you call up and you apologize, you still did it. You can't change it. He also wrote, oh Lord, you're beautiful. Your face is all I seek. For when your eyes are on this child, your grace abounds in me. What marvelous words, what marvelous words. So if we are new creations in Christ, how do we identify ourselves? We have to identify ourselves as Christ. Christ-like. Our identity is in him. Amen. What did Paul say? I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. Amen. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, Amen. who loved me and gave himself for me. God, Jesus died for each and every one of you. He identifies with us, taking the consequences of our sin. Even in the natural, people become like who they identify with. If our identity is based on our cultural heritage, then maybe that's the way we live our lives. The only thing that matters is we're part of that culture. That's your identity. Or maybe, I know growing up as, as a child, we, we identified with a lot of sports heroes. Because it wasn't all about the way it is now. So we wanted to be just like this guy and just like that guy. We had kids in school that identified with rock stars. They wanted to be like them. But knowing that Jesus died for our sins and believing on him for forgiveness will get you saved. Just trusting in the Lord. 
Jesus identified with us spiritually and physically in his death on the cross. So spiritually and physically, he bore our sin and our shame. And I know for me, he bore a lot of it. When he made me a new creation, and he's still working on me, there's areas of my life that have to change. But God is still working. And he died for me. Knowing that Jesus died for our sins and believing in him for forgiveness. What a way to get saved. The same power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is available to you. It's available to each one of you. So you can live that victorious life. We are saved not just for eternity, but we're also saved for a life here on earth. We're also saved for a life here. To live it victoriously. To do what Jesus has called us to do. To answer that calling. I mean, when Jesus called me to the, to the pulpit, I was 13 years old. And I ran away for about 35 years. And a lot of things happened in 35 years. I became a lot harder. My heart was a lot harder. I became different than I was when I was 13. The question now becomes, how do we access this power? We access the power of God in our lives through reverse identification. Christ identified with us taking our sin, guilt, shame on the cross. Now we need to identify with him in his death and resurrection. Amen. We need to identify with Christ through his death, through his resurrection. First, we need to identify his death in his death by believing that we have died to our sin and died to our shame. Have you died to your sin? Have you died to your shame? Are you that new creation in Christ? This means we no longer accept the guilt or the accusations for wrong things we've done. This is not a denial where you refuse to accept the, the knowledge of the sin. Just this means I no longer identify that way. Christ paid for my sins. I've, I've repented of them. When guilt and condemnation come against us, we must take a stand. We have to speak to ourselves and speak to the accuser and say, you're mistaken. That all sinner is no longer me. That person died on the cross with Christ. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. And we need secondly to identify with his resurrection. We receive the benefits and the authority of his resurrection. When opposition comes against us, we need to take a stand. We need to take the authority 
that we have in Christ. He gave you all authority to what? Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, share the gospel with all creation. He gave you all the authority you need. You don't need to pray for somebody to be healed. You need to tell Jesus to heal him in the name of Jesus. He be healed in the name of Jesus. Move on. It's God's will. Things get done. Speak God's word over your life. Speak God's word over the lives of others. I know a lot of you plead the blood of Christ over things. Plead Jesus. Jesus has the authority to take every dark thing out of your life. And he's given it to you to take it out yourself. Just remove it. You don't need it. The opposition will have to bow down on its knees if you're strong enough in Christ. Colossians 1.1 Then you were raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Why wouldn't you want to seek those things? Those things that are in Christ. Set your mind on things above, not on the earth. Set your things on godly things, godly thoughts. For you have died, and your life is hidden in Christ. You died, and your life is hidden in Christ with God. Then, when Christ is in our lives and he appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And skipping down to verse 15, it says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching you and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts. And whatever you do, do in word or deed. Do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let Jesus be the one. Give God thanks. For everything. Let's all stand. Now, as, as we prepare this right now, as he plays some music, I want you all to close your eyes. Close your eyes. Bow your heads and picture yourself in a tomb. Picture yourself in the tomb. You're in that tomb right now. All your sin is there. Everything from your past is in you, is there in that tomb. 
And Jesus is standing right in front of you. And he reaches out with his hand. And he takes you by the hand. And he leads you out of the tomb. And as he leads you out of the tomb, let him bring you down, to come down to the altar this morning. But as you come down to the altar, you are coming down as a new creation. Everything from your past is gone. Leave it all in your mind's eye, in that tomb that you've placed in your mind. Leave it all and come down to this altar as a new creation in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ. 